Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervok Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs. I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby. I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. I am Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margot. And this episode is brought to you by the fact that all of the friggin' life-giving plants try to kill me every year for about four months. <sighs> hey folks, it's Eli here with a quick ad break. This episode was recorded before our sponsor, Metallic Dice Gaming, came along. And uh, I personally bought their gold and purple metal dice, their uh, metal and its gold plating on the edges and numbers with uh, purple enamel in the middle, and I love them. They've uh, got your traditional dice, they've got metal dice, and they even have these stone dice, and uh, I'm about to get me some of that, them amethyst, test, test, test. <laughs> amethyst dice myself. Uh, go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off anything in the store. Uh, all right. You back should take to the, the light spell. I hear that helps. I should start spraying my entire yard with bleach. They'll leaf you Stop alone it. then. Stop. Son of a bleach. They'll oh, be like sorry, an asshole. Completely bleached. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Never mind. I hate oh. these words. I you hey. know what you're gonna give those plants to bleach around. Listen, I said I, I I said like putting bleach on an asshole. That's a thing people do. It's not pleasant, but they do it. I didn't talk about people putting bleach in their assholes. That's a whole religious thing. I know. That's what I was because we listened to that podcast. Oh yeah, if any of our listeners aren't listening to Behind the Bastards, you really should. Robert Evans is delightful. But yeah, it's when... just a little cheek cleanse. <laughs> you can't cheek on your cleanse. <laughs> well, when we last left off, Rovarth was dealing with the ramifications of a haunted doll that summoned a bunch of undead spirits, and then the ghost of a dwarven lady whose ashes Margot bought on, on impulse at a fucking antique store <laughs> showed up to help you. These <laughs> drugs work quick. God for this woman, by the way. Oh, yeah. Shadows are mean. Speaking of, no, it, it was your turn. Yes, it was. And I'm going to stab because I have no better options with it being right next to me. I I hate. I rolled a seven. Yeah, that doesn't do it. But now it's Victoria's turn. Victoria, after observing her abilities, has only one ability that I like here. It's going to Ethereal Warhammer the shadow directly in front of her. For 12 to hit. That is painful. 
for nine, nine damage if it does hit. And that is her it turn. It does. And it hurts you. a lot. Now for the shadows. One will attack Rovarth. Does a 20 hit? Yeah. That'll be uh, seven necrotic damage. And that's the that's the normal part. And one strength damage. That's the hate part. How much regular hit points was it? Seven. Seven, okay. One shadow fails to hit Victoria. And the other shadow also rolls a one and fails to hit Victoria. Excellent. And now it is Rovarth's turn again. I'm going to remember to take the dodge action at the end of my turn this time. And I'm going to attempt another stab. Oof. Might have hit went down to four. I like that. Oof. Uh, That's a 12 to hit for 5 damage. 12 hits and 5 damage is a lot. And I... It's a 1 hit point left, isn't it? Yep. I I take the dodge action. It is now Victoria's turn. It is now Victoria's turn. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. She's going to Skull Bash again. Shit. 22 to hit for 19 damage on the one directly in front of her. It is destroyed. Oh, good god. You know what, Eli? New plan. I don't want to become a dragon god. I want to become a ghost and protect my friends for all eternity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's good. If he succeeds in his, his adventure. Well, the uh, shadow, I believe, fails to hit you. 17 to hit? Yes. Thank God, titanium armor. Alright. And 18 to hit Victoria? That does hit her. 4 damage. Okay. And now it is Rovarth's turn. I'm going to stab. That is fair. Oh, <laughs> dear. Well, wow. I, got a tw- I got a critical hit, so that's 24 to hit for 14 damage, which, as we established, it only had one hit point left. Yeah, so it's it is destroyed. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm just going to cheer on Victoria and be like, thank you. <laughs> well, it's her turn. Aw, she rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't hit. And the shadow is very stupid, so it will continue to try and kill her. 18 for 9 damage. Okay, so it's at 39. Hey, I have... She only has one more hit point than me now. (laughs) And now it is Rubarth's turn. I'm going to Eldritch Blast it twice. Okay. now, Now I am no longer engaged. So that's 17 to hit for 12 force damage. Ow. And then 25 to hit for 5 force damage. As it is destroyed. Terrifiedly launches Eldritch Blast. And as it's destroyed, he, he after verifying that Amir's okay. Yeah, he's just really scared. I'm going to figure out where, what's her name? You find Hilda in her room. Yeah, Hilda. Yeah, okay. she ran and hid under the bed and she's very freaked out. I'm just going to be like, Hilda, it's okay, it's safe now. I took care of it. And then I'm going to go to Victoria. I'm going to thank her profusely. I, uh, I'm sorry for damaging your urn. It is all right. But you cannot allow that creature to run havoc. Fair point. And I will then begin taking off down where I last saw the doll. All right. When says, hold on, I'll be right back. And she comes back, and she's carrying Margot's old short sword. Okay. Because she knows yeah. that it's magic. And, yeah, the, the ghost assures you that she will watch the homestead. I will again thank her and take off running. 
And now we jump back to Roscoe. You know, I'm going to feel bad if anybody makes it back to the house before Robarf does, and there's just a ghost chilling there, watching over things. <laughs> With the so, shattered yep. remnants of our dining room. So anyway, we're back to me. Yes, and last time, you two were going to see what information you could dig up on this mysterious thieves' guild that Gorlash is convinced exists. Yes, and as we all know, following Gorlash's lead just leads to things so <laughs> well here's the thing he's never wrong he's just rarely I, I, right okay so remind me it, it's been two <laughs> sessions remind me where he who he said to talk to he said that the barbellos might know something since they're the crime family that control gloomtown right <sighs> that going to talk to a crime family about pickpocketing isn't the most appetizing of ideas but on our way, can I just make a, um, can I just do an investigation and just see if there's any word on the street about That would be, an increasing- let's make that a persuasion check. Persuasion? Okay. Yeah. Well, nine. Yeah, there, you don't know anything about if there's like an increase, but you can make another persuasion check with advantage because Nanam is going to help you in trying to set up a uh, meeting with somebody involved with the Barbello family. Right. Is this persuasion still? Yes, but you have advantage. Cool. I think I got it set up. 21. Alright. You managed to get a meeting with a Franklin Fires. Franklin Fires. Yes. Fires, from what you can understand, is a high-level lieutenant in the Barbello crime family. And from what you've gathered... He's willing to meet with you because he knows who you are and what you're about, and he's willing to show you some respect. Okay. And you meet him outside of a uh, small kind of cafe. Mm-hmm. He's enjoying a cup of coffee and reading the paper, and he sees the two you. of you walk up. He says, please, Mr. Suitfoot, Mr. Su- uh, Smoothscale, have a seat. Thank you, good sir. Once you sit down, the waiter comes over and puts two cups of coffee. Mr. Suitfoot, I'm to understand that you prefer your coffee black. I do, thank you. And Mr. Smoothscale, I had to guess, but considering where you are from, I thought some cinnamon and uh, cream would be to your preference. And Nanum goes, it is close enough. Now, Mr. Suitfoot, my name is Franklin Fires. What can I do for you? I will admit, the matter may ultimately end up being trivial to you, but it is of great importance to me. I recently had some property stolen by some street urchin. And while if it was just a single street urchin, this would not be the hugest of issues, I have been led to believe of the possibility that this might be a growing concern. And if I want to get my property back, it might be something I have to investigate. And being of your connections in this city, you seem like the best source of information to go to right off the back. Well, I will say I'm afraid I won't be able to help you much here since we don't, my associates and I don't really have the time to fuss around with children. If there's been some sort of increase, I don't know about it. But as far as I'm aware, it's just as bad as it's ever been. It wouldn't be nearly as bad if the city would do its job and simply put them in the poorhouses. Out of character, what, what specifically did Goulash say? 
Gorlash. Um, he said that Gorlash, there's some sort of secret group that's been training kids yeah. how to be master thieves. Okay. I understand, good sir. It's just, like I said, it's a matter of principle. It's 20 gold, which I have my share, but 20 gold taken is still 20 gold one wish, wishes to be returned, considering what they went through for the gold. And if there is some source training these kids to be novice to expert thieves, I would eventually like to meet with them so I can possibly work out getting my property back. That's fair. You might try Bell Park. I know that several dozen of the street children have been squatting there for decades. I take a sip of my coffee, you know, which is pretty darn good, and go, I thank you, appreciate you for the time and the information. Of course. And he says, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Suefoot, Mr. Smoothscale. And he goes back to reading his paper. Yep, I take that as a sign of, this is done, and please don't bother me anymore. Yes. <laughs> Alright. We will jump back to Margo. Margo! <laughs> and her heist. Yes. I so, Margo was about to, uh, break into Malchus Oyer's home to get some files. How did you want to go about yeah. doing that? I need to sneak onto the property, and I'd like to go to the backyard and look in the windows to see if, like, where an office might be. I don't know what to roll for that. Okay. First, you will, uh, Make an athletics check to climb over the fence. God, she got a six. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's not enough to get over the back fence. That's bad. I guess she'll, like, is there a way to sneak around? Like, if she is from the front, is there a way to sneak around to the back? Yeah, there's a gate. Okay, cool. So she's gonna... It's a side gate, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So she's gonna... Just try to, like, go over to the side gate and sneak in that way. <laughs> so you wanted to pick the lock? Yes. Okay. Do you remember where your lock picks are? Like, on your character sheet? Is it these tools? Yes. Or no. Okay, so I use that, and... I believe it will ask you what ability score... Uh, either it will ask you what ability score, oh. or it's just automatically your uh, dexterity. Minus one. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, so... Alright, you are proficient. Am I rolling wrong? <laughs> yes, you were selecting strength instead of dexterity. So okay. it asks you whether it's a public roll, and then it asks you which ability score you want to use. Because sometimes you'll okay. use intelligence, sometimes you'll use dexterity. Okay, I didn't see that, but it's probably because I probably clicked through it by accident. Yeah, I think you did. I mean, that's yep. probably what happened, but a 22 is more than enough. So she's going to round that and check to see if Dog is back there. I really hope he's not. Well, make a stealth check. Yeah, she got an 18. Uh, luckily for you, the dog is asleep. She's going to kind of check the windows to see if she can find a office on the bottom level. So stealth again, right? No, you can keep using the 18, but you do need to make an investigation roll. 13. Alright, you don't see an office on the first floor. Oh no. Well, 
I'm going to try and go through one of the windows. So I have to use these yes. tools again? These tools again. Uh, use it your dexterity. Oh, God. No. She's got an eight. All right. Hold on a second. Make another stealth check for me. 21. All right. Uh, you are trying to use a tool that lets you cut a hole in the glass so that you can unlock it and open it up. And instead, you press too hard and punch a hole in the glass. And the dog wakes up, and you immediately dive into the uh, garden that's right beside the back door. And the dog doesn't seem to find you. Oh god, the dog's awake now. You're gonna have to make another stealth check to get into the house without the dog noticing. (laughs) 17? Is that high enough? Oh, you are so lucky. The dog (sighs) only got eight. Thank God. This is a shitty dog. <laughs> Worst well, your dog, dog is bad at being a dog. <laughs> worst dog ever. Yeah. And Margot is saved because this is the worst dog ever. So she she kind of wriggles into the house. And I think the dog is just, I imagine the dog is just looking in the total opposite direction in the yard. Yes. Where she's at. And so she crawls into the house. What room... Is she in? You appear to be in the kitchen. Alright, cool. So, since she couldn't find anything on the bottom floor, where are the steps to go upstairs? You don't know. Oh god. From the backyard, you could only see but so much of the house. Okay, well she's gonna try and go around to the front and kind of look in that area and see if there's if there's an office up there. <laughs> so, I don't know what direction would be the front of the house, so just whatever. Okay. I mean, your character knows what direction would be the front of the house, so you just move in that okay. direction. Make a stealth check. Ten. Uh. Well, you're pretty sure nobody heard you as you make your way up the stairs. Okay. So the thing working in your favor is that people who are asleep have disadvantage on perception checks. Thank God. All right, I'm going to roll investigation to see if she happens to see anything that looks like an office in this hallway. 17? Well, also make me a stealth check. Stealth check, let's see. 25. All right. What you find... You find a couple bedrooms, and while there are more doors in this hallway, you happen upon one that is locked. And to your mind, that's probably his office, because nobody would lock the uh, towel cupboard. Yeah, true. All right, so (laughs) she's going to get her tools back out to pick this lock. Oh my god, she got another 10. Can you roll stealth again? No. So you you didn't make a lot of noise, but you are pretty sure you broke one of the tumblers in the lock. So you're not going to be able to uh, pick this lock anymore. Well, if it's broken, it's still locked, right? Yes. Now, there are more creative ways to use your thieves tools, because it does have, like, screwdrivers and stuff like that. Alright, she's going to try if there's a way to 
Because you know how, like, some people can use, like, a credit card to... Okay. I don't know how to yeah, it. no, I understand what you're yeah. saying. You're going to try and unlock it from the door jam as opposed to from the actual lock. Yes. Okay. Which we've all had to do at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, actually, I would just break the mechanism of the doorknob, you know, turn it aggressively enough that it just breaks, but mm. I never could get the credit card to work right. You got to have the right. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, these are questions we shouldn't be airing out. Anyways, 19 is what she got with her. Uh, 19 is a one. success. Do I have to roll stealth again? Yes. Or no? Oh, God. Please. Ah! She got an 8. No. <sighs> All right. What is your passive perception? Where do you find passive perception again? Right underneath your skills. Oh, 16. Okay. You can hear somebody in the master bedroom moving around. She's going to go under the room and then see if there's a place to enclose, like, quietly close the door if there's a way. Okay. Do I need to roll another thing for that? Yes. Yeah. So this stealth check will, yeah, yeah, just make your stealth check. 18. Okay, so that will cover you closing the door quietly and you diving under one of the couches to hide. All right. (laughs) Well, she... You, because of your passive perception, you can hear somebody moving around in the hallway, but then you hear them go down the stairs. God. Well, she's going to come out from under the couch... Well, I mean, well, at least they roll investigation, but is there, like, actually, let me just roll this, because I wanted to ask if there was, like, filing cabinet or anything like that. Oh, my God, she got a <laughs> What the fuck, Margo? Um, well, oh, my God, it's because her investigation is, like, at a zero. Yeah. She's not trained in investigation. <laughs> so... It's a pretty standard office. There's a love seat, there's a bookshelf, a desk, a chair. Um, the desk is the only place where the files could be. Okay. Well, she rolled really shitty on her investigation, so... Well, the problem uh, is, is that you haven't lit any candles or anything, and it's impo- you can't read with dark vision. Oh, that's right. So you find uh, a bunch of files, but you have no idea if, there's what, if they are what you need. I want to take all of them, but that's going to be too noticeable. He'll know what's up. Is there something in there that I can light? Oh, yeah, there's a lamp. This is so bad. <laughs> all right, I'm going to light it. Okay. Do I do another stealth check? Oh, you can't stealthily light a lamp. All right, well, she lights. She turns it on. And does she, like, do I have to roll investigation to find the right file? Yes. In those files? There we go. God, a one? Okay. <sighs> Alright. I don't know what else she can do. I'll be honest. You hear somebody walking out in the hallway again. I'm gonna try and turn the light out real quick. Okay. Make a stealth check to see if you can time this right. Fourteen. Alright. You hear a door open and close. Okay, so I turned off the light? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they didn't notice. Okay. So if you want, it's not 
technically a rule in 5th edition, but it's something I've always gone by. If you want Margo to take her time, then you basically just... It's it's called taking 10. And what that means is you treat your skill roll as if you had rolled a 10. So if I roll investigation... like So you I- don't actually roll. Okay. But you add 10 to whatever your investigation skill is. And that's what it means by taking 10. Okay. And and you can only do it when you have time. So if you think Margo feels like she has time. I feel like she would think that. Can I roll to see I notice him going back to bed? Sure. You can make a perception check. All right. She got a 19. You're fairly certain that whoever it was went back to bed. All right, cool. So I would say that she feels like she has enough time. All right, then yeah, you're able to find the files you need. Okay, sweet. So Margo's going to have to take back downstairs, down the hallway. Did you forget the other part of your plan while you were in his house? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Is there anything shiny in the room at all? There are several awards that might be gold-plated instead of real gold, but... They look valuable. Okay, she's going to take one of those. And then she's going to take something from, like, the hallway downstairs. So it looks like somebody was, like, walking through the house. Okay. So uh, Make another stealth check. 25. Goodness. All right. Uh, I'm not going to bother to roll for any of them, because even with a natural 20, they can't beat a 25. So, yeah, you go into the kitchen and steal some of the silverware. And... <laughs> You leave the drawer open, you know, just like you leave the shelves and stuff. You leave it a little bit ransacked. Mm-hmm. She's going to go out. I kind of want her to go out the front door. So she's not to deal with the dog. If you think that's Mar- what Margot would do. Yeah, she'd be confident enough at that point, I think, to walk out the front door. All right, make uh, another stealth check. Uh, please be good. 20. All right. You get out, you go meet up with uh, Rawl and the others. Yes! <laughs> and we will jump to Flint. Alright, Abby? Oh shit, I'm sorry, my mic got my uh, <laughs> mic on. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm fine now. Alright. Make an intelligence check for me. Okay. 14? Okay. So, you know that if you're caught, they won't be able to prove that you were involved in the uh, hullabaloo, because you were invisible most of the time. But being caught with an illegal animal is a 500 gold fine, and they will take the chub and put it down. Oh no. No. Um, can I try to stealth? Like, disappear in the crowd? Is that a thing I can do, please? Yes. Twelve? This is bad. Alright, well, I mean, you can only slip into the crowd but so much while carrying a chub. For anyone who forgot on the last couple episodes, a chub is a baby owlbear, a chick, or a cub. Alright, but you are pretty sure you got away. Okay. For now. Yeah, for now. I mean, Um, I guess I'm- as you're moving along, you come across- hold on, I have an idea. I don't like when you say that. (laughs) That's fair. You are approached 
by a person as you are carrying this little little chub chub. Oh boy. Hey man, uh it's an interesting pet you got there. How much you want for it? It's not for sale. Ah, come on. Everything's got a price. You know how much those the meat off that thing is worth? No. The answer is no. How about this? I'll pay you five for it, and then I'll give you half of whatever I make off of selling it. No. Alright, buddy, how about this? You hand him over or I bash your head in. Give him the firebolt, Finn. Flint. I want the firebolt. It is initiative time. Yes. What's it with me in rolling threes? What is this bullshit? Well, he goes first. And he gonna try and hit you with a club. Uh, him got a 12. That does not mean my armor class. He fails to hit you with a club. I wish to hit him with shocking ground. <laughs> now, uh, eh, never mind. Go for it. I can cast this at levels? Uh, no. So, shocking grasp is right there on attacks. Like, with your knife and stuff. I know, it just says levels by 1D when you reach this level. Hold on. Yeah, no. Not on your spell sheet. Under core. Under your attacks. With your acid splash and firebolt and stuff. Yeah, I forgot it was there. Okay, 17 to hit. 17 hits. Cool, he takes 11 lightning damage. Alright, he's very dead. Cool, I'm gonna start moving faster. <laughs> Alright. I gotta make a couple more rolls. I don't like when you say this. Alright. Alright. A uh, guy bumps into you. Says, you know, oh, sorry, man. And moves along. I just got my wallet stolen, didn't I? I don't know. Do you want to look for your wallet? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he took your wallet. Which has your checkbook. Well, fuck. Can I see where he went? Make a perception check. Thirteen? Yeah, you can see him. I want to run after and get it back. Like. Alright, hold on a moment. Because do you know what it's time for? Initiative. A chase! Oh no. I'm bad <laughs> at Alright, so we roll initiative. What the fuck is this? <laughs> What'd you get there, Flint? I got a 12. And the pickpocket got a 15. Alright, so our starting distance here is what's on the map. <coughs> Excuse me. This little guy is gonna run and dash. Alright, so he uh, ran away using his dash action. It is now Flint's turn. Okay, what I wanted to do is run around the house, except I don't think I think I can only like move like six squares. Unless you dash, yes. Yeah, can I dash after him? Yes. Because I won't. Uh, so what it says in the book is: during the chase, a participant can freely use the dash action a number of times, and is encouraged to use the or uh, strongly encouraged to use the dash action every round. 
Okay, um, I dash after them. Can I uh, firebolt him afterwards? Or no. is that not allowed? Because the dash action isn't the attack action. So right about there? Or did I go too far? I don't think you went 12 squares. No, you only went 9 squares. Okay, so I could actually get, like, right up on him. Yes, you could. Yay! And I think that's about all I can do right now. Right. Or can I... Yes, that is all you can do right now. It is now his turn as he continues to run. Alright, that is uh, as far as it's going to move. So what you can do, instead of declaring that you're going to dash at the beginning of your turn, you can move your six squares and then decide what you want to do. Okay. So I kind of want to hit him with a firebolt. Go for it. And damn, that misses. That was... That does miss. So, technically, he runs off the map, but in reality, he's just going to make a stealth roll. Alright. Your turn. I try to find out where he, where the fuck he went. Okay. That perception, right? Yep. And that's another eight, because holy shit, apparently my rolls are now... Alright, you have no idea where he went. And because of that, our chase is over. <sighs> shit. I need to go to the bank now. Alright. Now, we're gonna hop back to Rovarth. Oh, I did not hear you. <laughs> Alright. So, how do you want to go about trying to track this haunted doll? Because you could either use survival to try and track it, or you can, like, ask people on the street as you go. You know, like, make a charisma check. Well, my survival check. is terrible, so I'm gonna ask people as I go what's going on. Alright, make a charisma check. I hate, I hate, I rolled a one. <laughs> Alright, well, for now, we're done with Rofarth. <laughs> I tried. We're gonna hop back to Roscoe. Alright. Alright, would you like to make a history check to see what you know about Bell Park? That sounds like a good idea. Let me see what I can do. Well, first things first, let me make sure our vantage is turned off, and it is. Good old history. Bad old history. Eight. Yeah, the only thing you know about Bell Park is that there's a lot of uh, abandoned children who live there. And that's kind of it. Gotcha. Uh, so it's a good place for if someone wanted to find young people to train as thieves, there's plenty around. <laughs> that is true. And when you get there, the children aren't particularly skittish. Like, they're not really afraid of you. But they're all trying to either sell you or convince you to play a game. Right. Um, like a shell game or something like that. And Nenum leads over to you. Roscoe speaks Draconic, right? I believe so. Let me just double check, because I could be wrong. And I am wrong. He does not speak Draconic. What does he speak? I know he speaks Halfling. Halfling, Elvish, Dwarvish, and Common. Okay. Nanum leads over and says Elvin. You know, in their own way, they're quite charming. Roscoe doesn't dispute this. Roscoe can respect what they're trying to do. That doesn't mean he's going to play along, though. <laughs> Alright. I'm, exactly, I'm not exactly sure what my angle is here, though. Well, 
Well, I mean, I'm the boy you're looking for, you know what he looks like. Yeah. Can I make a um, perception check to see if he's amongst the crowd? Sure. And then, like an idiot, proceed to close my character sheet. Hold on. He's <laughs> like, I just did what. It's like I just did what my GM asked me to do. I don't need my character sheet anymore. Oh shit, I'm still playing. Oh, that's right. I'm playing this game. Twenty perception. You do not spot him in the crowd. Oh, that's disappointing. But I that was also a long shot. I kind of knew it. When the kids trying to just like curiosity, how much is um the shell game like? How much is the kid charging to play? A silver. A silver. I give him two silver and say you can have two silver and skip the game if you can give me some information on. I first I describe the kid. If he can't tell me about the kid, I'll get another silver and ask about. Is there anyone here recruiting kids for thievery, and can you point me to them? All right. So, first, you go to give him a, to like start this plan, and you realize that yep. you don't have your coin purse. That's right. Forgot so you ask Nanum for some, and he hands you a, a few silver. So you go over and do that. So I need you to make a uh, perception or a persuasion check. Okay. Thanks for reminding me about the coin purse. I'm not, I'm not used to not having cash on hand. <laughs> well, I I went ahead and rolled some percentile to see if like maybe you just had some loose change in your pocket. And that's fair. I appreciate that. Thirteen on the persuasion. All right. You asked about the kid, right? That's the first one. Okay. He says, yeah, that sounds like, uh, Wayden. Wayden, huh? Does he hang around here often, or is he usually out and about? I mean, sometimes he's here. I might know a little bit more. Okay, I hand him the leftover silver, and I say, well, while you're out, tell me a little bit more. Tell me, is someone recruiting him, or is he working on his own? All right, make another persuasion. 18. All right. This kid goes, yeah, now that you mention it, there's this guy that comes around every now and then, takes a couple kids with him, uh, one or two sometimes, you know, says the usual thing, hey, come with me, I've got you know, lodging, you're going to do some work, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, Woden went with him uh, not too long ago. Now, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Guy dresses real nice, but just because he has a burn on the side of his face that seals up his eye, they're like, no, he's too weird. Out of character, can you repeat that character trait one more time, please? Without the accent? Yes, uh, please. <laughs> I appreciate, let me be clear, I appreciate the accent, it's just I kind of lost what you were trying to say. So he describes this guy that took Whedon, O-U-D-I-N. Is the kid's name. Okay. He's pretty average height human, but he has a very severe acid burn on the left side of his face that actually sealed his uh, left eye shut. Ooh, okay then. And most of the kids are freaked out by him, but, you know, the promise of a job and some food, most of them will go with him. All right, so that's got there. I thank the kid very much for the information. Nanum goes... That does sound quite a lot like uh, the story that caused us to cross paths in the first place. Out of character, what was that story again? The tieflings. The tieflings, yes, thank you. 
back to the end character. Indeed it does. The problem with Sweet Promises is they usually have a bitter ending. Nana walks up to the boy that you were just talking to and says, Tell me, where does Weedon go for fun? Where does he spend his time when he is not trying to survive? And the kid starts to be like, oh, grease my palms. And Nanam just looks at him and says, I am only asking you nicely this one time. And the kid goes, well, there's a bakery, the Rolling Scones. The baker's <laughs> wife is a big fan. You know, she, she lets us have sweet bread every now and then. Wade goes there a lot. And Nanam goes, thank you, and hands the boy a gold piece. Kind of used to upgrade him. I respect the, uh, what is the Tharian word? Hustle. And there's plenty of it going on around here. And with that, this episode is over. Dun, dun, dun. You, uh, you got some stuff you want to plug up? You in the P-Zone? I got a, um, Twitter and an Instagram. I post a lot of cats. It's elvenly underscore E. I also post art. I have a YouTube channel, which is uh, Aerosil Space Prime, where I uh, have various Let's Plays. And do not let haunted dolls run away and cause havoc in town. Hello, on Twitter, as far as I know, haunted doll free. You can find me at Jarius underscore Jer, where I post about pro wrestling, gardening, cute animal pictures, especially cute animal pictures lately. We got possums, cats, pigs, occasionally a cow. And then on Instagram, Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I, as I'm going to remind you every episode. And on that, I post food, cute animals, some gardening, costumes, random stuff. Come check me out. Have fun. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram under AmCosplayQueen. And fun fact, look up Haunted Dolls on eBay. Robarth tip, please don't. <laughs> and I have supposedly been Eli Royal, your host, and supposedly, allegedly, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Royal Artisan Props. And according to some, but completely unverified by the courts, you can find me on Twitter at Royal Props. Goodbye. Good evening. Good day. Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.